When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there, I'm Brian Abana and you're listening to the Mall Over Codpost. Hello and welcome to this week's Mall Over podcast. The only rugby podcast that gives you the news, views and opinion on the weekend's rugby action or with a West Country accent. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Mall Over Podcast. Mall Over Rugby Podcast on Facebook. And we are now proudly members of the Sport Social Podcast Network, a network where you can find lots of sport-related podcasts across all different sporting genres. So if you like football or cricket or tennis or loads of different stuff, um, check out the Sport Social at the Sport Social on Twitter, where you'll find us and lots of other podcasts. Uh, I am joined this week by... uh, Housewives favourite, Farm Vet, welcome. Uh, ladies. Uh, I think three, I think in three weeks it's reached its peak. And I'm going to bin that off. Yeah, I think, I think that's run its race, Phil, that one. Um, <laughs> ben, Ben Eustace, nicest man in Cornish Rugby Podcasting. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you, Russ? Yeah, very well, thank you. No one ever asked you, do they? I, I guess it's because nobody really cares. But um, thanks for asking. Appreciated. And the uh, last by no means least, um, it's the Lensman. How you doing, Doug? I'll be honest, I've had better days, but we'll... Uh, we'll gloss over that. We'll gloss over that, yeah. Uh, did you um, did you work on any rugby at the weekend, Doug? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was European, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Where were what, you at the weekend, Douglas? <laughs> uh, I did... Who are you, the tax man? (laughs) (laughs) It's getting a bit personal, isn't it? Um, Edinburgh, Gloucester and Saracens. Did you enjoy it? Not especially. It was uh, a trying week. A trying week in the world of rugby broadcasting. Um, Yeah, quite. Well, in in some news... um, I see that ITV have struck a deal for Premiership highlights and to show the Premiership final. Um, is it this year the Premiership final that they've got, and then it's highlights year, after mate. that every year? Uh, I, I think they've got it for four years. I think. Yeah, they've, they've got a handful. Is it th- is it three or is it four um, other live games as well that they're co-broadcasting? So is that on, on BT is that Sport and on ITV? From- is that taken over from the ones that were were previously broadcast on Channel 5? There were like three or four of those a season, isn't it? 
So I guess that they're going yeah. to be, which would be, you know, it'd be good. Hopefully yeah. they'll see people watch it. But uh, the main rugby on terrestrial television that people will all be watching um, over the next eight weeks or so is the Six Nations. And it doesn't feel like five minutes ago that we were talking about Autumn Internationals and, you know, England beating South Africa and, you know, having, having a great autumn. Um, and now we're very much in the realms of Six Nations. We're looking at a week Saturday where England travelled to Scotland for the Calcutta Cup. And uh, last week after we recorded, not immediately after, he didn't wait for us to finish and go, right, now those pricks are finished, I can name a squad. Um, Eddie Jones named his England squad for, it's not for the whole Six Nations, is it? I think it's, is it specifically for the Scotland game and they're going to reassess it? They're not doing full on COVID type bubble shit, Um, but he's named the 36 man training squad. Um. That are going to get together this week, release back to the Premiership, I assume, and then back together on Monday to prepare for the Six Nations. So, um, Phil, we'll we'll start with you. What, where were your, where's your biggest sort of um, view and shock on on Eddie Jones's Six Nations training squad? Well, I don't, I don't think there's there's major shocks per se. Um, I think. Kind of the centres is a, is definitely a point that I think is worth discussing. Um, and I, Jones had definitely gone in. I'm I'm pretty sure he, he almost came out and said it with a view that he would be looking at Farrell at twelve outside Smith. Um, and in fact, in an interview, he said that, that as great as Smith is, he needs Farrell outside him, which I just think is the biggest pile of twaddle ever. Ever now, I'm not an, tw- exactly biggest pile of Chris Waddle ever. Um, now I'm not anti-Farrell. Um, I like Farrell. I think he's a really good player. I think his problem almost is that he gets played at 10 and 12 and doesn't really know what to do and gets a lot of pressure on him. But I think what Marcus Smith needs outside him is Esther Hazen, because that's what works is him having an out ball who he can give the ball to and know that, well, and from loose play, it's Esther Hazen or Dombra. Give the ball to him. You know they're going to make yards, give you forward possession, and, and it makes everything that that bit easier. Um, and because of that, I think it's great that Atkinson's in, and I think it's pretty good that Northmore's there as well. Um, and I think he'll play one of the two of them at 12 and Slade at 13. It's, it's interesting you say that because Marcus Smith, I mean, we can't underestimate how good Marcus Smith is, and he does make things happen. But you do have to ask the question that having Esther Hazen and Don Brandt either side of you as an option nine times out of 10 will buy you a lot of time to be able to do almost exactly what you want with the ball. And England aren't going to play like that because they don't have that blunt force instrument. If Tuolagi was fit, for instance, you could, you could really see that working. Um, I haven't seen much of Northmore at 12. I've seen a bit of him at 13, obviously outside Esther Hazen. Um, and Mark Atkinson, it just, he's just so premiership, isn't he? If you, th- if you were to say, like, you know, we look, we've, we discussed a few weeks ago the um, Atkinson and, and Harris. And, you know, Harris was a Lion. Harris has been sensational for, for Scotland and he was really good for the Lions. And 
you know, he's, he's stepped up. But they, as a centre partnership, they are, you know, as as reliable as kind of fish and chips, aren't they? It's You, you know exactly what you're going to get every single time. There's no X factor. Like, Marcus Smith's looking at Mark Atkinson after playing with Esther and going, fuck me. This is, <laughs> this is not good. Yeah, but equally... He's reliable enough that you give him the ball and you know he's going to run forwards and he'll he'll make a decent effort of a of a contact situation. He'll make yards forwards. He'll. Um, I don't think he will. I don't think he will in this and, and, uh, I don't know. I think he will. I think he did all right when he's come on for England. What's the alternative? The alternative is you play Slade there, who is not an outball for for Marcus Smith if he's under pressure. No. No, but I think Slade probably offers more than what Farrell does at 12. And that then could release someone like Northmore. Um, imagine why, why, Imagine if you were playing we so Jack Knowles. Why are we so convinced that he needs that outball? Um, I don't think he... He didn't need it did, in the Premiership final. Who played at 12 in the Premiership final? It wasn't Esther Hazen because he was injured. Was it Marchant no. and Northmore? Let's find yeah, it. Yeah, I just, I just think it. it's a very <laughs> narrow-minded way to think about probably the, one of the most naturally gifted players England's produced ever. So it's not about and, it's not about his talent. It's about what that. So we've criticised Ford for the fact that he didn't cope very well when the scrum was going backwards and he was under pressure. And actually, there's there's been. Smith's very fortunate that he's playing behind a pack that actually is is doing a really solid job and dominating those set plays and dominating um, around the, the field as well. We haven't seen a huge amount of him with a pack that's going backwards. If he gets that security of knowing, if you look most of the time when he's got Esther Hayes in there and Dombran as options, he'll use them three times out of every five. As a, as a carrying option to take the ball forwards, to create the space. And having that as a viable threat holds that defensive line tight, which gives him the ability to, to unpick things wider out. If you don't have that as a viable threat, if he plays Slade at 12 and Marchant at 13, back lines are going to be spread out. Flankers are going to be covering that, that bit further and there's less space for him to take advantage of. Maybe I put the wrong emphasis there in terms of saying he needs an outball, but I think it it allows him to play his game far better. Esther Hazen like, started the Premiership final. I, but I, what game didn't he start? There was one that he was banned for one, wasn't he? Was it Bristol in the semi-final? Maybe. But look, my, my, my larger point is that it's a very British way to look at it, to say Marcus Smith needs X to be good. I, I just think I didn't say that though. What I no, said is, I think it's what the, but it's, the, public, but, the larger public, you know, the, the George Ford George Ford apologists and the and the um, well, but you name it, you name a people, you name that, a flyer. And Albert Smith needs a bosher, he's too small, his defense is like I, I, it's, it's, does, doesn't every fly half need a bosher? I can't think and, and that's and that was my point. Dan Carter had none. Wilkinson had Tyndall. Um, pretty much every Finn Russell's got um, Chris Harris. Pretty much every fly half out there 
looks better when they've got a hard carrying centre outside. The reason the Lions always, always used to pick Jamie Roberts. Okay, yeah. well then, Mark Atkinson's your man, right? Is the biggest centre we've got in England. And, and I would say, if yes. all you want him to do is run crash ball, then you know, yeah. you pick Mark Atkinson. Yeah, uh, and I think Atkinson at twelve and Slade at thirteen is 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 a pretty balanced combination, and will allow Smith to do the best that Smith can. That's what I got, Phil. Is that what you've picked, Ben? Just what Phil said. Yeah. Well, I Atkinson would. Atkinson Slade. Yeah. I disagree. I'd pick Slade and Marchant. There you go. But you, you're going back then to the back. Sorry, I've got a real bad cold, so I <laughs> sound terrible. But you sound very, very annoyed. Yeah, you, you're going back then to what England's problem's been for the last five years when they haven't had to Aggie, which is they haven't got anyone who's going to straighten the line. Like Farrell used to try and do it, and used to get absolutely battered from twelve. And you've just got all across your back line again, five guys that are all the same size. And it made Slade look shit because Farrell was never really tying anybody in bar the opposite so, man. So this is where I think that Henry Slade could potentially come into his own. Because, I mean, you Slade takes the ball to the line. You see the, the, the um, was it the Rafi Quirk try against South Africa where he put Marchant through that hole? playing at first receiver because Tuolagi went off injured, if you remember, fairly early doors after scoring his try, didn't he? And Slade tucked in and Marchant came in at outside centre. And Slade has the ability, whilst not being a massive carrier, he takes the ball right to the line and so does Smith. So actually having a pivot where both of those players go right to the line is an interesting concept. The difference that Ford and Farrell have had for, for quite some time is that they haven't got anywhere near the line because they've just been hoofing the ball up in the air. So without, without that, you know, Slade can kick the ball. You've got a left-right combination. I don't think that Eddie Jones would look to play that tactical kicking game if he had Slade in there at 12. I think that there would be a much more freedom. There would be much more freedom to play heads up because of Slade's ability in attack, where where Farrell is more limited in what he does in that position. And then you add Marchant in there, you could put Northmore in there. You could put, I mean, you could legitimately look to put Jack Knoll in there. I, I mean, I would, I know there's talk of, of Knoll playing in the centre or being, you know, that, that 23, a bit like, Daily that can play, but, you know, outside centre. Russ, what, what, do, what, what do Exeter do to bring the best out of Slade? They play him at 13 with a big lump inside him. So I just think they do. He, he's just coming off his best game for England. All right, it was a while ago, but play him in his best position. Fair enough. Oh, I'm just offering an alternative. Um, so, and I wonder, you know, I know I mentioned Jack Noll in the centres. Like, Mark Atkinson is a genuine 12, right? Yeah. There's no there's no qualms about that. Could Jack Noll play 12? No. No. Okay. 
and I don't and I don't think he could really play 13 in all honesty. I don't think his hands are good enough. I don't think his passing is good enough. Um I think uh, mate his, have you seen pa- two Alagi pass over the last seven years? Have I seen who, sorry? Tuolagi. Oh yeah, Tuolagi can't pass, but he's a totally different type of player to, to what you'd be asking Noel to do. When Tuolagi is playing, they get the ball out wide by going putting the ball nowhere near him. Um, but there was a couple of passes at the weekend where um, Noel looked to be trying to play a bit in the centres and drifting inside to make himself a bit busier. Uh, and there was one pass went five yards behind the the play he was supposed to be going to. There's another one was down at his knees. I just don't think his passing is crisp enough in the middle. It's, it's it, When he does really good passes, it's running full pelt. When he catches the ball, he's got 10 yards to run and then a pass to a player. When he's under pressure, I don't think it's good enough. That's my view on it. Fair I, play, I play him on the wing quite happily. In fact, I, I think he'll probably start on the wing. I mean, looking at our options now, the back the back division has had Atkinson, uh, Farrell, who's now been replaced by Ford, Malins, Marchant, May, who has now been replaced by Daly, Quirk, Randall, Slade, Smith, and Stewart. So you know, from that, you would think Stewart, due to the um, the autumn performances, is nailed on at fifteen, and then you're looking at. Slade is nailed on in the centres, either at 12 or 13. And then it's A and other to fill 12 and the two wing slots where you'd probably think that um, Malins, he, he, he liked Malins in the wing in the wing slots before he got injured in the autumn as well, didn't he? And um, Noel potentially or Marchant and Noel. He he seems to I, like I, these utility utility backs, doesn't he? I've got Malins and Noel. I think that's probably what he'll go for. I'd rather see Marchant and Noel and Malins on the bench. I mean, it wouldn't matter. Like to I don't me, know why. it doesn't matter which which one of those three you pick on the wing and which one puts them on the bench. Because either way, you've got cover across the back line. Yeah. So, so if we're if you're picking a if you're picking a back line, Ben, from now you mentioned. So who are you starting at nine? Youngs. So you've got Young Smith, Atkinson, Slade, Marchant, Young, uh, Marchant, Noland, Stewart. No, Malins, Noland, Stewart. Malins, Noland, Stewart. All right, Doug. Have you got? Would you disagree with that based on who was in who's currently right. in the squad? <clears throat> Probably would like to give Hassel Collins a run out. I was, um, actually, Doug, I was going to say I really would quite like to see that. Probably with Noel. Um, yeah. If it was at Twickenham, I think he might do it, but away from home, maybe not. Of course, of course, I've, I've missed I'm... out here the the players that are not highlighted on the website that I'm using at Rugby World, which is Freeman, Furbank, and Hassel Collins, Northmore, and Ben Youngs. Yeah, I, I've got, I've got a real, I'm sort of in a pickle with this England side. I don't, I don't really know what. To, Eddie Jones has done a lot of sh- wacky shit over the years, 
but he seems obsessed with only picking players who don't have a position. You know, Malins is a great player, but tell me where his position is. We don't seem, we seem to not be creating players apart from Freddie Stewart, who is like the best in his position. We're picking sort of oval shaped players to, to try and cram into round holes. It, it, I, I just wish, you know, that he'd, he'd pick up, like, pick your best players for the positions. So Smith at 10. All this talk of, oh, Noel's in the squad because he can do so many different things. I don't think he's in the top five wingers in the country at the moment. I don't think um, Slade... Uh, I think a lot of the other options we've got in the forwards as well as the backs. I don't necessarily think they're the best players for the positions we've got. And I think the only two that we've got that are out and out, that's your position, that's where you play. Is, you know, apart from the nines, our, our sort of wingers and, and centres are just sort of, well, they can do this and they can do that and they can do that, but they're not. Your most utility players. Well, and that's... And that's part of the reason why I think I'd rather see Malins on the bench is his his best position is probably 23. Because yeah. he would be the third best at any position. Um, I, I disagree a bit on Jack Nolan that I think that form-wise he's, he's nearly as good as he's ever been. Um, I mean, how Johnny May gets in that squad, I've got no idea. Um, well, yeah, quite agree with that. He's gone now anyway. So, <laughs> um, and uh, the I suppose the name that we've we've skirted around and haven't really said anything about Orlando Bailey. I don't really care whether he's in the squad or not. He's he for, he won't get anywhere near the matchday squad. He will no, be. He will be. This this is this is exactly the same as having Umaga and when they pick Smith as like the apprentice type player or whatever. I, Everyone's clamouring about it. It means fuck all. Zach Mercer. Yeah, no, I, I'd rather if you're going to have that position and you're picking all these utility players, why pick Orlando Bailey when you play George Furbank at 10 in an international? Yeah. Like, commit to having George Furbank as your utility 10. Why bring in another bloke who's probably not even well, it... in the top 15, the 10, 10 to 12 fly halves in the country at the moment? Well, yeah, indeed. Especially when when you consider that they they picked Smith and Farrell to start with, who are genuine tens. You've then got Slade, who could do a job there. Furbank, who you've picked there. Malins, who can play there as well. What what's the point in having someone like Orlando Bailey? Just well, hang I would argue. What, what what's the point of what's the point point of calling up George Ford? What is the point? The only reason he is the only reason I can see that he's been brought into the squad is that he's going to play. Otherwise, what's the point? We well, must be coming. Yeah. Off. Well, he must be the only. Player. I think he's he's got to be on the bench now. The, well, no, the point the point, George. Ah, uh, does he? If Malins is there and can cover ten, yeah, but he's, um, the, but Malins will cover. That's the point. He wouldn't want that's unless you're going to have a six-two split. A six-two split. Then you have someone like Malins on the bench. But the, the other reason you've got to have Ford in the squad is if Marcus Smith falls over and breaks his leg tomorrow, yeah, 
that's, that's, that's the reason. Call him up tomorrow. It's well, not like he's not yeah. been around the squad for long enough to know exactly how it all operates. But, yeah, they might have they might have different playbooks and things. I but, mean, you'd rather you'd rather have your start in ten with you for a week before a game, wouldn't you? I don't I know. Russ's 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 played played starting ten, having just walked off the pitch from another match. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's true. Um, I mean, I'll, I I think that is a, a really good point that Doug's made in that so many of these players are utility backs. We should. Li- a little bit goes back to what I was saying earlier about them all being the same size because they're, they are sort of one size fits all players. Um, as you say, maybe Stuart's it's so they specialist. can just order the same size shirts. Yeah, maybe it's like Russ. Maybe, just... maybe the RFU cuts are really cutting in, but you know, I mean, I know uh, on Eddie's podcast, he, he's not really um, feeling too laggy anymore, but. You know he is a set an out and out centre, and he he has a job in the team, and you know what it is, and it it's effective. Whereas you are kind of mixing and matching a little bit with a lot of these players. But are there that many? I mean, I can't think of an, a sort of. I mean, Slade is an out and out centre. He's just he could play twelve or thirteen, and then if you're desperate, he could play somewhere else for, for ten minutes. You know, but. I can't think of many other better centres that aren't in the squad. The only one I can sort of springs to mind really quickly is Lazowski. But, you know, fit and available, I would say there aren't that many better options. Well, Lazowski's been playing very well for, for Saracens, hasn't he? And he does, yeah. but he does that same thing. Like, 10, he's 10, not, 12. he's 10, 10, 10 12, 13. Yeah. Like, it's really, it's, it's, um, odd isn't it and it only seems to be England that seem to want to do it you don't see many players and you don't see Ntamak playing at 12 you do or... I, I Not think for it France. comes down to the fact uh, you, I, you do I, I don't think Everyone. Eddie Jones rates many of our players so going back to this this kind of Bailey thing now, to me, I think, as I say, I'm, I'm not really that fussed because he's not going to get anywhere near a matchday squad. He'll be released back to the team, back to, to Bath. Actually, I'd be pissed off if I was Stuart Hooper, um, where you're langu- languishing at the bottom of the Premiership and you could really do with um, doing some, some work prior to matches and your and your 10, your first choice 10's disappeared for a bit, knowing full well that he's not going to play. For me, for those kind of guys, why don't you just either bring back the Saxons or effectively have like a Saxons training camp in the summer where you get those kind of players in for a couple of weeks with the coaches, you have a look at them and you go, that's great. No matches, but we've seen what you can do at training. You've seen what we want to do. And then if we want to call on you, because we might need you in a, in a match day squad, we'll do it at a later stage. Um, I, I think you could really trim that squad down to 27, 28 and allow for a bit of injuries to pull your match day squad from. There are players there that I don't think any of us would expect to get anywhere near a match day 23 unless there's injuries. I mean, they will trim it at some stage, won't they? But Yeah. But it, what will happen, happen is it will it will ultimately boil down to the same, the same players that we've seen for, for quite some time. There may be one or yeah. two. Um, one of those may be Barbary, 
he may be one that that sticks around and gets and gets a shot. And and I'd like to see it, even as a back, maybe as a back row replacement, or now that he's not picked Underhill, or should I say, he left Underhill out because he wasn't ready, played for Bath and got another smack in the chops at the weekend. Um, that you know the bat the bat row is somewhere that that could be pretty hotly contested. Um, as mentioned, he said that he was picking Courtney Laws as his, his captain for the Scotland game, um, which would likely mean that he would be he will be starting at six with Hill and Atoji. Um, the front, the front, the front row is up for the front. The front row is is kind of up for grabs. You'd think that Cowan Dickey and George will, will share the, the hooker duties. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what he does with, with the props. I mean, he's picked, uh, as far as props go, he's picked, um, uh, Genge and Hayes and, um, Rod Sinclair and Stewart. And Marla. And Marla, has he got Marla? Yes, he has. So yeah. you think Marla will probably start? Uh, I'd, have, I'd have thought Genge, Genge and Sinclair will start, but I'd rather see Genge and Stewart. Um, I wanted oh, to talk about this for, for a minute, actually. We can all judge front row players with what they do in the loose, but I was thinking about this. It's actually really hard to judge the, the technical ability of front row players at, at premiership games, because some of them could be playing with dog shit second rows pushing behind them. Um, some of them could be like, I've, I really rate Will Stewart. I think he's, he's a decent player, but when you watch him play for Bath, he looks awful because the rest of the scrum seems really disorganized and they get, they get absolutely humped in the scrums. Um, you look at Bevan Rod playing in the Premiership, and he looks okay. You watch him against South Africa, so, and he gets bent in so, half. So that's so that, but that leads. That always makes me question: Why is it that the prop is the one that always gets the yellow card? Always the prop, because it's the props that end up committing the penalty fouls because they're the ones taking all the force through them. Um, and it's horseshit, and we all know it's horseshit, but it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, and I just, I don't know, like, I know Eddie Stevens absolutely rants and raves against Bev, about Bev and Rod, but I think he's making that judgment on what he's doing in the loose. If you can't win your scrums, though, what good is it being pretty good around the park as a, as a front row player? And England have had issues at scrum time for for quite a while yeah, yeah I, think, give away a lot I, I think I'd I'd be starting Marler I think oh Ben I know <laughs> I know for all of his we all know our feelings about about Joe Marler right as a bloke as an individual or whatever what you can't question I don't think is his ability to scrummage. scrummage and you know for a long long time he has probably been England's best scrummaging prop for for as long as I can remember. I mean, when it was, when it was um, Marler and Cole for, for a decent amount of time, our scrum was rock solid. And then Cole started to fall by the wayside a little bit. He was sharing, Marler was sharing game time with, um, with, um, oh God, 
who was he sharing game time with? Sinclair? Mako. Mako. Mako is a, I can't remember which way around. Yeah, he was sharing game time with Mako. Mako. That's yeah. right. And our, Sinclair our was sharing it with Cole, quite, that's it. The scrums never quite recovered from um, losing Corbis Tierro. You're right. And Mako got worked yeah, out. Yeah, for eight looked, years. Yeah. Yeah, and they've never been, the never been quite the same, yeah. But Mac, Mako... He, he covered up a lot of Cole's um, problems as well. When when Mako first came in, he used to scrummage really well. And I think people just worked him out a little bit. And I don't I don't know from a technical point of view what they were doing, but you'd see you'd see plenty of games where Mako is being pinged left, right, and centre and getting getting turned over from somebody who looks like scrummaging ought to be his strongest point. Um, and Marler is definitely the best the best scrummager out of the, the loose heads. Um for, for me, I'd start getting and bring Marler on with 25 to go. It's an it's an interesting one. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I don't know enough about the front row to I, I'd like to see some dynamism come off the bench. I'd like to see I'd like to see your set piece start really, really solid. And then against tired defences, the likes of Genge coming on to wreak havoc for that last 20 minutes. That's that's how I see it. But, you know, I think because um, in, the, in the scrum, I think the likes of Genge let themselves down to a certain extent. Yeah, I'd, um, I know this is moving back a little bit, but... Yeah, potentially that's where your, your Barberis or or maybe Lewis Ludlam coming on um, can can add a bit of not just dynamism but but power with it as well. And that's where if you if you pick Courtney and maybe Laws, Sam Simmons. So yeah, and and that's that's the other thing as well, isn't it? So if we if if for argument's sake we're going to say, um, I don't know, Sinclair, Cowan, Dickey, and Marla as the as the starting props then you've got hill and itoji with laws at six curry at seven dombran at eight is there any, like that back row is pretty much nailed on isn't it it's not going to be anything different I than that so. then if you've got if you've got laws at six you could afford to potentially pick two back row on the bench yeah the the only issue with that is um playing style wise and um uh, grunt in the pack laws would be a more natural replacement for for a toji um and charlie yule's then potentially a more natural replacement how charlie for, you for johnny he, hill i swear to god all of all lump. of no but it's bollocks mate like all of this oh charlie yours is elite is a great leader charlie yours is, he is fucking rubbish mate so take that back to what you were saying about why do the props always get always get simbined and get penalised when the second rows are involved as well. I think I think Charlie Yules probably does a better job in the tight than than uh, he gets given credit for. In this country, we've got probably twenty locks who could play international rugby. Well, Charlie Yours is probably 21st on that list. Yeah. McNally gets in ahead of fucking Charlie Yours. Oh, but again, but again, McNally gets in because of his dynamism around the pitch and what he does in, in the loose. 
McNally do, won't, won't provide as much shove in the do, in the pack. Do you not? Do you not? Do you I'd not have think the rave so, ribbons. Right? Do you not think though it goes Atoji, Laws, and Hill, and then your next best two second rows are Cruz and Launchbury? Well, do you think I there's guess, any? So if, no, so if there Launch, isn't any doubt in that. If Launchbury was, is Launchbury if, fit? It, no, if Launchbury, if Launchbury's fit, Johnny Hill doesn't play. If Launchbury's fit, then him and Johnny Hill do that that kind of tight headlock, for want of a better term. Um, you make me sick. <laughs> but, but, my, but my point you, being, though, once shift, you get... But if you shift to a Toji and Laws in the second row, I think you'll lose some ballast in the, in the scrums. And against Scotland, that will probably be fine for the last 20 minutes. You do that against France, and they'll get murdered. Are you seriously saying that if we have a Toje and Courtney Laws in the row, we will lose. Scrum, we will we'll lose. go backwards. Uh, yeah, I'm saying that. But but Charlie, yours will make it go forwards, or at least go backwards less quickly against the French. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. think that's you for before Phil, but um, that, 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 that's bollocks. <laughs> you have said that to me before, loads of times. We disagree all the time on stuff. Um, Phil, how much of a difference to the scrum would it make having Don Brandt at eight rather than um, Curry? Curry? Uh, a significant amount. Yeah. Um, do you want me to put a percentage on it? Yes. I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> th- 13% difference. 13%. Yeah. So then, so then if that's making 13% worth of difference, does that make up for the perceived difference that Charlie Yules adds ahead of... Um, courtly laws because, but you're not going. But you're not going to take Curry off to bring Barbarial Simmons on. What? How do you know? Well, I wouldn't. If, if Curry's fit, he plays the full eighty. As far as yeah, as I think I think concerned. if you've got three second rows on the pitch and you want to bring Barbarial Simmons on, you take a second row off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just can't. I can't imagine like. To me, that's where the six-two split happens. Yeah, I can't you have three, imagine three forwards, having... a second row, two back row on the bench. I can't. I don't imagine. think they even need a second row. They've got no. They've that's got the three point. The team. That's the point. That's... Dom, Dom Brandt could go there for the last five minutes if they got a problem. Yeah, uh, Curry could go there for five minutes if they've got a problem. But yeah, yeah. there's no way that Sam Simmons. Like I, I beat this drum a lot. There's no way that Sam Simmons cannot be in that matchday squad. It, tell you what, it's unreal if he is. Let me let me change let me change the name Charlie Yules and put the name Nick Ezekwe in there. How about that? That's that's better. I don't mind that at all. So and and except and that, the fact in, that he played six for about eighteen months. Well, but but that's the thing. He's another sure. he's another one of those five sixes. Well, he, he, they brought him in as a like for like for laws, haven't they? In case yeah. laws yeah. gets or not. Because like, if laws... when you order Courtney Laws from Wish.com. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but when, just, when, when both of them played for Northampton, Laws was playing in the row. Is he quit six? Playing at six. Mm. Interesting. What happens if Laws is injured? If he can't play? Because then you've got to find a new captain. Itoji. Curry. Right. It should they be bring it under, Curry. 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 Underhill's Under, Under definitely not going to be playing. Under's. Maybe ever again. He's lined up for the Undertaker. Why? He had another. He, he was made not of another concussion at the weekend. He oh, is he? Um, George North 
if Underhill is fit, he'd be in the squad. If yes. he was fully fit, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think. I think our biggest, to, our biggest concern, to, if Laws is injured, you'll find someone to replace. Our biggest concern is we don't have anyone to replace Curry. Mm. Well, apart there from is, his genetically identical brother. <laughs> who isn't in the squad. For reasons I mean, unknown to any man other than because, Jones. Because since Curry, since Curry went in the squad and spent more time playing for England, he got better than Curry. That's I mean, well, I think I may have said this before, but imagine having Ben Curry in the changing rooms at half time and just playing them 40 minutes about and not telling anyone. I'm not going to dignify that. Why? They're identical well, twins. I'm, I'm pretty sure that kind of gag would have been made on. Um, um, mud. <laughs> yeah, or Good and Hamilton's podcast. Oh, yeah, all right. They've Fine. definitely made that joke. 100%. You'll know. You listen to it. I'd rather listen to the sound of you having your gooch licked. <laughs> Before you said that, oh, yeah, we were talking about the curries. That's right. Um, so if Laws doesn't play, curry captain or a toji captain, do you think? A toji. Yeah. He should have been captain yeah, five I'm, years I mean- ago. Yeah, I completely agree. Although I don't think that I don't think he will for some reason. I think I think if he was going to, I think if he was going to be made captain, he would already be captain. He'd have he'd be actual captain, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Um, any any other thoughts or, or queries on the on the squad? Obviously, by the time next week comes around. There'll probably be some more injuries if anybody's been playing for the Premiership teams. Oh. Um, the, the, the only two, there was a couple of things I was going to, I think Barbary, I'd have him on the bench for this game and I'd be tempted to start him against Italy and see how he went because... Getting your one cap he, against Italy, though, tends to be your only cap. Yeah, I mean, I'm envisioning, envisioning him getting sort of 20 minutes in this game See it, see how he gets on against Italy, and then maybe using him as a point of difference against Wales. Um, but the other thing, I think every everything I've heard about this squad kind of just forgets a little bit that we're playing Scotland in Scotland in February. So, do you remember the last time that happened? It might, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say Doug specifically. My training, my training was any, yeah, any thoughts of attacking rugby might be completely pointless, which is which is why the team I've picked has got the three, the back three I trust the best under the high ball, because it, you know, it could so, be played. Do you remember in that game yet. they punished us with a high ball because that was where Furbank played fullback, wasn't it? And he really yeah, struggled. Quite right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it so, was um, blowing an anyway. absolute gale and pissing down. So I'm not sure Stewart would have done much better, but brain forecast as well. I was just, I was just gonna say, I, I would pay to watch Stewart in a game like that. <laughs> um, You'd pay to watch Stewart undress, mate. I would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm your biggest that, fan, yeah. Freddie. I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> I passed out three times. <laughs> <laughs> Drizzle under moderate breeze forecast. Um. I think in all this raving about Barbieri, people <laughs> have seemed to have forgotten how good Lewis Ludlam is. Um, 
Because uh, no, not at all. I just I, th- uh, I think he's both of them. I think yeah. Barbara's better. Yeah, you've probably seen more of both of them than I have. Um, I'm less convinced that he is that much better. I was, uh, I can't remember what game, which game it was. It was a Northampton game where Ludlam seemed to just basically carry the entire team. Um, he's a think, he's a force he got, of nature when he's on his yeah. old uh, Ludlam, but. Um, and the the, the 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 facts are there for all to see that you know that Saints pack is soft and he's part of that Saints pack. So, and um, I personally think Radwan's better than Hassel Collins. But... I don't disagree. I also think he's um, potentially the third best of that uh, London Irish back three. Yeah, but he's with Loder and Parton. Is it Loder and Parton? Yeah. yeah. He's got that physical presence, isn't he? I think I've I've watched Hassel Collins. Yeah. His he, he is a big he's a big lad, um, which Eddie Jones seems to like. He goes through those big wingers. Um, he falls off he makes, tackles though. He does, and he makes he, bad yeah, yeah. he makes bad decisions when he joins. When he yeah. if he's not got a straight run in on the wing to beat a man and and, and go straight in the wing, if he drifts inside, he tends to make bad decisions. From what I've noticed. Score some great tries one yeah. on one, but in field joining but, in butchers three bad, on one, ma- yeah, makes bad decisions, yeah. But um, and I, and I think Radwan's been pretty impressive a lot of Rad- late. Radwan um, I thought Chris Radwan thought, is Chris Ashton, circa two thousand and nine. When um, Doug, when you said he's he's the third best of that back three, I thought you were including Carl Rowe, the. Uh, the wish.com James Taylor with a mullet, <laughs> which is it, which is a local Newquay joke. Yeah, okay. I um, he's a good player. The best wish.com joke was made on Twitter in the last 24 hours by a certain Mr. Russell Milson. I, I couldn't, I couldn't stop myself when I saw it and I thought, yes, wow, it's incredible. <laughs> Those of you that know will see my Twitter and, and you'll know. Um, right, let's let's move on from the England squad. We've we've talked to death about that. Um, let's get into some money line for the weekend. The Premiership is back, finally. Europe is over. Um, Douglas, have you got some money line questions for us lined up? Uh, you'd think, wouldn't you? Based on the fact that we said we were going to do it. But um, no, I haven't. That's I haven't got, I've, uh, I've let the uh, web, website lapse. Amazing. So you better log in again then. Well, just just bear with me. Bear with me. No problem. I'll, uh, um, I'll fill because talk uh, amongst yourselves. Dead air is a, is a crime. Um, Phil, how's how's that ankle coming along? Need still, some uh... lift music. Yeah, getting there. Still um, injured. Yeah, still injured. But I did a bit of work on it on Friday. Um, covered a kilometre without breaking down. So that's progress. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right then. Yeah, let's go. That was nice, wasn't it? Bill's injury update. Um, we doing the Six Nations games as well, yeah? Well, we can do, but there's two weeks. We can do those next week. Uh, there's two weeks, yeah. All right, then. So um, Bath looking to get at least a losing bonus point against Harlequins without any of their good players. Uh, all the best. All the best. Who, who hasn't got Although any of their good players? Sign Nathan Hughes. That isn't yeah. that an odd situation? So he played for Hartbury on Friday night, didn't he? With Mitch Eady. Yeah. Mitch Eady played at six for Hartbury. 
scored a try. A scored try, and it is... doesn't. Um, what's his face still play for him? Palace. Yeah. For Bath, yeah, he's not fit. It's not fit though. He's never no, fit. He'll be off in the summer. I reckon he's he's probably his contract must be done soon. I think probably. that's all. Yeah, he's I think, and sealed, I think that's it? a done, isn't it? Yeah, is it done? Gone. Can't blame him for not wanting to get his ass handed to him every week then. Well, he's going to go and play in Wales. It's still going to happen. Oh, that's true. They are fucking rubbish, every single one of them regions. <laughs> and some. Um, yeah, they they really, really are. Um, so, what are we saying? Wednesday, 28. Uh, Bath Quinns. Nothing's I mean, going to change that. Yeah, that's true. Um, I am going to say Bath by. Uh, sorry, no, I'm definitely not saying that. I'm saying <laughs> Harlequins. Harlequins by eighteen. Yeah, I'm going to say. Um, I think Bath are crap. Harlequins are good. Harlequins will not have their England internationals. I'm guessing and probably will rest a few players. So I'd say Harlequins by 12. Uh, Russ gets it on the nose, it's 18, and Russ has definitely got betfair.com open. I have not, I promise you. Well, yeah, because what you'll do now is you'll get one wrong, but just enough to not I win I haven't, it. no. Well, well, what's the point and of then that, you'll, you'll no get at least one more. You'll get at least one more nailed on, won't you? I won't. Fair enough. Um, well, there's no point in cheating, mate. I'm only cheating myself and the listeners. And oh, us. And I'm, I'm cheating the listeners, mate, and they're the most important thing. They are. Um, we appreciate every single one of them. London Irish, not, just not Matt. Exeter. London London Irish don't lose too many players. They're losing Hassel Collins, but they can replace him with Loader. Um, and they don't Exeter. lose very often at home, do they? London Irish. Here is another thing we didn't talk about with the uh, England squad. What's Joe Simmons got to do? If he's behind Orlando Bailey, but the, but that's the point. He's not behind Orlando Bailey, is he? He's he's picked Orlando Bailey with no intention of giving him any game time. If he picks Joe Simmons, there potentially is an expectation that he has to that there would be him playing. Um, Did I, we already talk about that? And I wasn't. No, 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 not really. I, I think. No, no. I think no. that Eddie Jones potentially doesn't really rate Joe Simmons. I think he probably sees him a lot like Sam Simmons as a an extremely functional player in an extremely functional system. Joe Simmons doesn't do anything. Spectacular. If if Baxter gets that job after the World Cup last in 2019, Simmons has probably got 35 caps by now. What does Joe Simmons have to do to play for England? He has to kill Eddie Jones. Is that Yeah. There might be some legal red tape that he'd have to go through though (laughs) if he did that. Um, 25 to life you mean yeah so what yeah, does that count as red tape um, um okay london so what, irish what at home london irish uh, ben uh extra by five ben i agree with what doug was hinting at that i think london irish might sneak that but i don't think the money line will be reflective of that so i think it the money line would probably be something like extra by three Russ? Uh, I think I think it will be Exeter by eight. Now, I think I'm right in saying this. Betfair has got London Irish by 
by minus three, which means they're three point favourites, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's London Irish. So uh, London none of Irish right. by three. Yeah. Interesting. Did anyone say London Irish? Nope. No. We'll no. I so said book, I thought the... they might win, but I, I thought the bookies would have Exeter. Well, you were wrong. Oh, yeah. Hold on. London Irish minus three. Yeah. Yeah. That means they can win by. Yeah, they've got to win by four to by four points to cover. Yeah. 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 Before we did a money line thing, we probably should have understood money lines. Well, yeah, I we, we kind of do. Lines, but that just threw me because I was expecting to see, you know. Because uh, a, um, a plus line is the underdog, isn't it? X yeah. to buy five. Like as yeah. X to plus five. <laughs> have a look it. at have a look at Bath. We'll soon know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um all right, so Newcastle Gloucester. Weird game. Gloucester are bloody good, mate. I watched them on, on um Saturday. They're decent. Yeah, they are if they, they're a really if they, good side. They are, but if they as I mentioned previously about Harris and Atkinson being their stalwarts in the middle. Um, if they've lost Reese Summit, May to injury, Atkinson and um, Harris international potentially. Um, who's playing to oh, um, old chain to a radiator playing at 10? <laughs> Hastings. Not in the squad. Like, like, like the banner. No. Um, well, Hastings or uh, head and shoulders own Lloyd Evans. <laughs> Um, um, the other the other thing is while we're you know what related doing a circle back to the to the England chat if um, I don't understand how Lewis Ludlum Ludlow goes from being England captain in the summer to being not in the squad at the expense of Charlie Yules. It's a different position though, isn't it? And I know what no, you're he plays say. in the road, doesn't he? No, no, he's a, seven. A seven. To be honest, he would be our best replacement other than sure Curry played in the for, role Curry, for, for Curry if he was injured. He, he would be the most natural replacement for Curry if he was injured. I mean, I could see he might play in the role, but he, he plays the majority of his rugby at He does. He, he, he takes pretty much every line home. There you go. So what are we saying then? Newcastle, I mean... They are really, truly out there in a wasteland, aren't they? They they could have Pele, um, Eusebio, and um, George the original Foreman. the original and Tamak playing for them, and nobody would watch them still. No, because they'd all be ancient. Mate, well, they they could know. be they could be offering out free cocaine, and um, <laughs> and and hand jobs at they, half time, they and they would. <laughs> They could drive a mini into bus Je- around into the big market and pull up, pull up a load of eighteen-year-old women in what can only be described as small dresses and line them up at the entrance, and they still wouldn't get a full house. Yeah, saying free pokes. <laughs> free pokes. <laughs> there's, finger, there's, finger there's blast your way in, lads. <laughs> Just finger blast your way in. Why I? <laughs> Just dip your finger in the Vaseline and go. <laughs> in you come. Uh, that's going to get us cancelled. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Just as we sign a lucrative contract. Rugby podcast awards. Digging their up. fingernails out from there. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, I'm going to say because Gloucester are away, Newcastle's a shit place to go. I'm going to say Newcastle by five. Gloucester by eight. They're too good to lose to Newcastle. I was going to say Newcastle by three. It's Newcastle plus three. So they're the underdogs. That's Gloucester, right? That's no. Glo- yeah, yeah. Newcastle have got a three-point head start. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually Gloucester. So you're all wrong again. Going well. No, uh, actually, uh, technically, I was technically. Well, no, I would say that Ben was closest because he said. Well, no, he would, but you'd be that'd talking. That'd be a draw, wouldn't it? That'd be a money no, line ben, draw. No, because Ben was six away and I was five away. So, yeah, but you you both picked the wrong team to win. No, no they we both didn't. Picked Gloucester. Uh, no, Ben Phil, picked Phil Newcastle by three, and I said Gloucester by eight. Right. Okay. God, I'm worse Phil, at this. I'm worse at this than Craig is at quizzes. <laughs> okay, so Phil wins that one then. Anyway. Um, yeah. So Worcester against Northampton again. I mean, anything could happen in this game, couldn't it? I mean, if Northampton turn up and remember that they can play rugby, they'll blow them away. But if Worcester turn up and remember they can play rugby, they'll blow Northampton away. I think both teams are shit. Extremely soft. I think with the ball in hand, both teams can do excellent stuff. Without the ball, both teams are, are pretty bang average at best. So I would say in a, in a high-scoring affair, it would be probably Northampton by five with a with a, in a sixty-point game. Wow! You, you said Northampton uh, by five. Yeah, mm. I was I was going to say Northampton by six. Because I think Northampton are the better side. And and I, I was gonna, I was gonna say Northampton by eight when Doug asked me. Okay, well, <laughs> Russ uh, will get that because it's actually Northampton by one. Oh wow! Which seems almost too easy to win. That. Um, I don't particularly understand that line, to be honest. Don't worry about it. No, nobody, well, I'm no, not. Nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, Sale against Leicester. Sean of all their good players. Well, and actually, yeah. I think missing George Ford will have a fairly large effect on Leicester. Um, plus the others that they're we missing we as well. Commentator saying, oh, he's putting up a spiral bomb. Yeah. Like it's some kind of dark sorcery. He's putting up a kick, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I think there's an opportunity there for Sale. Sale had a decent result fairly recently. Yeah, they beat um, the Ospreys, which was basically playing an amateur. No, n- yeah, in the Premiership, I mean. Um, I can't remember who it was. They beat Bristol, didn't they? they, beat, they no, they didn't. They lost to Did they no. lose to Bristol last minute? Was that, was that when everybody was circle wanking you and Lloyd? They, they beat Wasps. That was it. Right. Yeah, you're right. They lost to Bristol. They got humped by Bristol. They they beat Wasps um, on New Year's Day. Um, I think Sale are going to win it by two. Okay. Russ? Yeah. Ben, you go next. I, I also think Sale by uh, five. I really dislike Sale and everything they stand for. So I'm going to go for... Um, the other team, who I can't remember who they are, by Le- three. Leicester. Leicester. Leicester by three. 
It's actually sale by three. Ooh. So yeah. Hang on. Did you say Ben? I used to know all of this stuff, but now I don't. Sale minus three. So that's sale favorites by three, right? Yeah. 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 That's another uh, one for me. So what's the score so far, Phil? If you're counting, I think Russ has got two, you've got two, and there was one no result, right? Correct. Yeah, so it's all on Wasps against Saracens. Ben, you Saracens go first. with 460 players on international duty. They're still not cheating. Wasps with Barbary on international duty. <laughs> and you could say their biggest handicap, Jacob, uh, Jacob Umanga at 10. Who is, um, who is, is Whistle, he... by the way. <laughs> I'm a shit. He is the most... He is the most overrated player possibly in Premiership history. Has he served oh, as banned or is he still banned? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Because they, they, their second choice fly-off is better than him. Atkinson? Is yeah. It? Yeah. Um, Mind you, Wasps got completely folded into a box by Munster on, uh, <laughs> on Sunday, didn't they? <laughs> Who, who's... Worse, Jacob Umanga or Rob Dupree? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be uh, Rob Dupree, isn't it? No, well, oh, I don't know. I was going to say Umanga. Neither of them can tackle. Neither of them can make an effort to tackle. Um, They've both got shit lids. Yeah. Does neither, neither, neither of them are the best players in their family. Does Rob Dupree come with his brothers? And I, well, did, I, did, I mean, <laughs> that's a game. That that I was going to say that was one for that was one for the bunk beds in Bloemfontein, wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> um, um, yeah, uh, I'm going to say wasps by four because they're at home. There you okay. go. Uh, no, nah, it's Saracens, isn't it? Saracens by ten. I, uh, this is the hardest one. I think maybe just because of who Saracens are missing, it's going to be Wasp by three. Well, I'm not entirely convinced that Russell Wilson is not a big, dirty cheat. I promise you on my kids' lives that I am not a big, dirty cheat. <laughs> it's Saracens by eight, so Russ wins yet again. Yet again. This is the first time I've ever won a money line competition. So that means absolutely is not. That cannot be which, true. Which means that Ben's won all of the other ones because I've never won one. Yeah. What it means is if you're that, going to place right. if you're gonna place a bet at the weekend, uh don't do do exactly don't the put opposite. On rugby. <laughs> do the exact opposite of what I have just said, because that will be what happens. Um right, let's move on to any other business, shall we? Um, Ben, do you have any other business this week? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough, Phil. Uh, um, I can't decide whether to do my any any other business or not because it's it's not a cheery subject. But um, I'm going to do it anyway. I mean, if um, I can mock you relentlessly during it. Then you'd be a bold man. Um, <laughs> I, no, I am a, I am a bold. I'd I wait, am a bold I'd man. Let, 
<laughs> I'd let him start first. <laughs> um, so we're watching the second series of Cheer at the moment, the uh, Netflix docuseries about um, Navarro College cheerleading squad. Um, and uh, get about three or four episodes in. Um, and they basically spend an entire episode talking about how one of the, the male cheerleaders uh, has regularly and frequently approached 13, 14 year old cheerleaders at competitions um, and uh, contacted them on social media and then sent videos of him cracking one off to them um, and then propositioning them in the toilets for, for a quick bit of, uh, how's your brother? Um, Go on then, Russ. Uh, pitch in. Yeah, yeah, pitch in, Russ. <laughs> I mean, keep it, for fuck's sake. Um, I mean, keep it light, Phil, for and, the love of God. Well, yeah, and and uh, actually, the first 10 minutes of watching it was extremely awkward. And then I think they handled it really, really well. Um, and Who really are you watching it with? Considerately, Julie. That's what, it, um, that's what he said. <laughs> handle it carefully and uh yeah just like i can't understand why anybody would choose to do that and why anybody would go down that route but the point i wanted to make was um the head coach of that of that cheerleading group has had so much abuse hurled at her because of what he did and i understand that if people see things and don't take action that's not good but if people don't see things you can't really tear into them for the actions of other people. Like ultimately we all have to be responsible for our own actions. We can't be responsible for the actions of others. And there are some horrible, horrible people in the world, but don't tarnish everybody else because they knew the bloke. Um, just, yeah, make sure that when it does go to court three years down the line, he ends up with, well, he's looking at a 25 year minimum jail term, which, uh, and I can't imagine he'll have much fun in prison either as a, as a as a child sexual predator. But yeah, cool. Just to yeah, cool. Can we do something cheery now, uh, Doug? I mean, Doug. Um, you may have heard on Egg Chasers, but on the second of February, um, we can announce now that my, well, me and um, a few people are putting on a rugby match at Chinna Rugby Club for <clears throat> their game against the RAF. Um, you may remember a couple of years ago, I did a similar thing with the RAF against the Army, which, which was quite, quite successful. This one's going to go through the Egg Chasers website. There's every chance the Egg Chasers will be on site doing a live podcast. So if you're in the Chinna region, get your ass down. The bars will be open, um, a live Egg Chasers podcast. You know, they're just going to be mooching around having a, a bit I think um, there's rumours Laura Jane Jones will be there as well if uh, you're that way inclined um, where know, is Chinna Doug for people that don't know where Chinna is tame, so it's in between Oxford and Aylesbury excellent um, near Bicester Village for, if, for uh, your shopping needs village, for your shopping needs beforehand you take the wife um yeah, it should be quite interesting. It's 7.45 kickoff, hoping to get a good 45 minutes of build-up um, with, you know, all the typical typical stuff. But we're trying to do it with a bit of a kind of, you know, a bit more of a clubhouse-y kind of feel um, rather than the less the changing room feel of, of BT Sport or the suits of Sky. We want to kind of make it like, you know, 
you're, you're just down your local rugby club and it may lead to other stuff. So you could do with your support if, if you don't mind. Come down, bring your friends, tell your mates, if you know anyone that lives in Tame or Chinner or Prince's Risborough or Aylesbury, that end. Or if you even live in London, it's only sort of half hour up the M40. So, um, yeah, come down, have a look. It'll be fun. There'll be beer. There'll be semi-famous people and we can, you know. Have a lovely time. Have a lovely time and I'll make loads of money and I'll retire. Thank you. Brilliant. Well, fingers crossed, mate. And, you know, I, for one, would have loved to uh, to be able to get up there. Um, but living in the arse end of nowhere does not uh, render it pleasurable to mine eye. <laughs> Three days a year, it's worth it, eh? Yeah. Well, absolutely. Uh, but that's it for this week's More <laughs> Over podcast. And uh, we will all see you next week. Premiership's back, which is great. We don't have to contend with any more of that European shit. And uh, yeah, we will, uh, we'll be back next week with some Premiership chat and uh, look forward to the Six Nations and uh, Doug's TV stuff. So uh, go well. Sports Social Podcast Network.